0: Welcome in to the final edition of the World Cup Finals featuring the third place game and the World Cup Final. It's been a tremendous tournament. I am here. Your host, Mackenzie Rivers. My man, Griffin Warner joins me. Red hot all season continuing, maybe getting hotter even in Fuego in the World Cup. Uh, how you doing, Griffin? Uh, is there a little bit of um, sadness now that, uh, the you know, the biggest sporting event in the world is uh, is almost over?
1: You know, I'm a, I am am a little sad. Thank you for the intro, Mackenzie, trying to stay as hot as uh, my hair. Um, and, <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of been a, a long journey. I mean, it's a month long, so it's definitely not for the faint of heart. I, I had a lot of 4 a.m. wake-ups, good old central time. Um, worse for you, I'm sure. But, yeah, it's a little sad. We got uh, three and a half more years until this next one comes up. I guess we saved ourselves six months because they played this Uh, tournament as a thank you to all the oil money that was bought (laughs) uh that bought some some committee members but uh good for them i guess and hopefully their children's children really appreciate the uh, embezzlement (laughs) um but you know it's uh it's been a good run i'm trying to keep it going as as much as possible um and i think we got a lot more people on pregame into soccer so i'm into that too
0: yeah and it, it helps to have the dream final that we have coming up and uh, it's funny, we actually talked about the very first World Cup pod we did. Argentina was a big favorite versus Saudi Arabia. France was a huge favorite versus Tunisia. And we're like, who's better, Saudi, Saudi Arabia, Tunisia? And who's better, France, Argentina, to you know justify the biggest spreads on the board? And we came to the conclusion that they're probably about even, uh, if anything, France is maybe a little better, in our opinion. Well, France is uh, the slightest of favorites at most books versus Argentina. So couldn't couldn't ask for a better uh match for a neutral fan to uh get into the moment uh but before we get to that let's make some money on saturday before the sunday final we have the third place game croatia somehow made it to the final four and i did not cash my croatia to win the group ticket because of this team they are up against morocco at 12 to 1 i think they won that group and um but Croatia, the better team, you know, favorite in the group and or a higher favorite in the group, they are favored in this game by a little less than a quarter goal. But the big question is first, what is the motivation? Croatia versus Morocco. Uh how much does the third place mean to these players, in your opinion?
1: Good question. Um, I think it's one of those things where um I, I almost feel like we need to treat this as an Olympic, like third place competition, essentially, because I do think it actually matters. Like everyone talks about how no one cares about the playing defense in this match. Um, it's basically like, oh, yeah, you were defending this whole tournament. Now uh, there's no reason to do it. But in my humble opinion, I think for either of these nations, I mean, Croatia may be a little bit of a letdown considering they were finalists last year, but going out on a good note would certainly be nice. Luka Modra is at 37. Uh, very questionable whether he'll be around for the next World Cup. Um, so you could say that there's plenty of motivation on the Croatian side, I think, to get that medal. Um, and I think Morocco probably sees this as the furthest they will likely ever get in their lives. Um, maybe they're not willing to admit that, but um, I, I do wonder a little bit on crowd support on whether Croatia did I mean, small nation, didn't seem to have a ton of fans. Um, and unfortunately, Miss Croatia won't be naked for this matchup because I think it's uh, not the final. I think she promised that. I'm not sure if you caught that a little we can tidbit, only
0: we can only but... we can only get so much in this life you know?
1: i i guess i mean maybe she's really into uh bronze medals, so uh i'm kind of holding out some right hope.
0: someone's got to tell you that color looks good on you
1: yeah i mean sure anything looks good on her but <laughs> uh morocco or offer i guess morocco you know i just feel like the crowd that's been there this whole time i don't think it's necessarily been i know there's been a lot of flights coming in from casablanca or whatever for this for the, the run they've been on but i feel like it's a lot of like population of people, Moroccans that live in Qatar. And ultimately I think they'll be there to support their team.
0: Wow. Um, I Googled uh, the Croatian lady that we're talking about and um, checkers checkers look good uh, on a lot of different women, uh, especially her. All right, here are the Here's some history of the third place game. And I think this is going to speak to what you're talking about, about uh, it being different from Morocco and how we might not see a shootout here. So 2018 world cup, Belgium, England, two, zero Netherlands, Uh, In 2014, faced Brazil 3-0. 2010, Germany-Uruguay 3-2. 2006, Germany-Portugal 3-1. All those teams, maybe Uruguay's a similar boat, but they've been there in history, especially with the players they had at that time. All those teams maybe would put their foot off the gas because Germany never wanted to be in a third-place game. Netherlands, Brazil, in Brazil in 2014, they didn't want to be in third-place games. Uh, It wasn't a fever pitch. Here we have a Morocco team that, like you said, will likely never get this far in their history. I think South Korea made the final four in 2002 when they were the host nation. This is a similar scenario. Uh, Almost unheard of, unless you're a host nation or close to it, and you have a golden generation of players for a team like Morocco to get this far. So Morocco's given up what? Two goals in the France game and then one own goal the rest of the tournament. Yep. I don't, I, let's see here. So. Total set at two and a half flat the history of the third place game. If you're looking at it blindly would suggest way over only one under two and a half in, um, in the last five, but uh, I would lean that way. I would lean that way um, from the Morocco side. I feel like they're going to be up for this game, but from the Croatian side, this is Modric's last world cup game. Uh, what do you think their uh, mindset will be like?
1: I, I think for a small nation, you know, I, I, like Croatia is similar, I think, in size to Uruguay. there's made a lot of parallels, but Uruguay do have a World Cup championship in their uh, lockers or whatever you'd call it in their trophy case. Um, Croatia has that runner up. I feel like it would be a statement of relative dominance based on their population size, and I think it actually, now that I talk about it, I mean, it took us having this conversation to really meet to get to this level, but it's part of why we do these podcasts and why we try to record them for everyone to listen. Um, it's, it's kind of a mental exercise just as much for you to listen as it is for, uh, for us to talk. But yeah. I think Croatia cares about this one. I do. And, uh, You know, I got to say Morocco, I mean, I think they are going to defer to Croatia. They are very limited defensively. We saw that as a big problem in their first goal. I can't imagine Roman Saiz is going to be out there just trying to gut it for 45 minutes, even at at the very least. I I imagine this is a a match for um, a lot of Moroccans to get some experience in that back line, which worries me a little bit. I feel like the quarter goal... Seems a little cheap to me, um, though I got to say Croatia scoring goals this tournament has not really been something uh, to to gawk over. Um, so I think if anything, I lean under here. I think Morocco still plays with the same type of mentality where we're going to win this match nil-nil. Um, and I think Croatia are better and more likely to win. It's hard for me to see them scoring a lot of goals here, though, I got to say, unless Morocco really kind of abandons what got them to this stage.
0: It's a really close line when you think about it, considering how Belgium was, I mean, yeah, Belgium was the favorite to win the group. Croatia was like two to one. Morocco was like 15 to one. Now we're sitting here a few weeks later in Croatia to win the game, uh, including penalties to advance to become the third place team. Minus 132, Morocco plus 112. So they've they've impressed a lot of people, uh, betters around the world. Looking at some of these other markets, uh, hard to find a bet when they put lines like this. Luka Modric plus 275 to get an assist. Uh, there might be like... Croatia is like plus two seventy five to score in either half, and there's eleven players on the on the squad. I wish there was a no bet there. As much as I like some of these players, there's there's no value in in some of these props. Uh, I'm not sure if if you've been looking at these throughout the tournament or if uh, if you have any thoughts on uh, player props in in the game of soccer, uh, it's tough to to
1: put props out. I think in just a, a global sense because not a lot of people can get down on them. If there actually is any sort of movement, they're for lower values. So a lot of people, if you're subscribing to picks you're probably not p- putting 20 bucks on a game i'll put it that way so um which no no shame in that um just it's one of those things where i feel like that's a a day of see what i really see how 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 lucky i'm feeling uh rather throw it on a luka modric assist prop than uh than a roulette wheel virtually
0: right yeah right i i bet on luka uh luka modric no luka Doncic uh today and it was it was clearly Specified in my mind and in my wallet as a pizza bet. You know, I'm watching this game planning into tonight, and I want to have some action on it. Not necessarily action that's plus EV. Hopefully, not negative EV is my goal with uh with those bets. uh And you cashed if you bet plus, or probably minus. What do we call? What are we can here? Minus four hundred. NBA McKenzie, McKenzie Rivers. Minus on wow, it's this, it's steaming on already. But uh, Croatia slightly favored. I lean under um if you had one lean or like uh in the game what would what would you make out for me it would be uh, under two and a half goals for the game that's that's mine all right well we're in agreement there uh if i had to pick a side i'd probably pick morocco i think the home court matters uh the game matters to them because of the crowd but hey croatia second place finish third place finish we'll be talking about that uh around those parts probably for 100 years let's get into the world cup final but first let me save you a little money at pregame.com. Nobody's hotter in the world of soccer than my man Griffin Warner. You can find him one place. Find his best picks in one place. That is pregame.com. Also check him out on Twitter at the real underscore G Warner. Thank you. And there's a lot of other people there too. You might've heard of I uh, I don't know, two time Westgate, formerly Las Vegas Hilton contest winner, Steve Fezik. He's there on pregame.com. Uh, I've been known to handicap the NBA from time to time. You can find me on pregame.com. And in the spirit of the World Cup and the new year approaching, the promo code for this evening is WC23. Four characters, World Cup 23, but we don't want you to spend all day typing out World and Cup. Type in WC23. What did you say, 15% off? No, no, no.
1: 23%. We upped it. We know we're celebrating. <laughs> what a what a great event. You know, and, and don't sell yourself short, Mackenzie. I'm sure that Luka Doncic pizza bet might might show up in some uh, some winners on, on the calendar. So get in there, WC23, 23% off. You get seven
0: days to use it. You get my picks that I'm trying to get out every night. Um, which wait was- a minute. So you're telling me that I had to get on my soapbox and say we need a World Cup 22 pod uh, 22 promo code. Cause 22% is the most in the history of pregame.com that we've ever offered at one given time. And by the end of the tournament, they're already offering 23% because of the new year. I mean, I guess I should be happy. I guess a customer should be happy, but I don't know. I had to fight for that 22% and I was proud of the history moment, but now, Hey, Hey, hey. you know,
1: you just, it's, it's all work that
0: you put in McKenzie. Right. You, you know, you it's laid, building blocks. <laughs> you laid the, the tracks to the railroad. Okay. And now you can save 23% off the most in the history of pregame.com on any subscription or daily package you like. Just type in that promo code WC23. That's because it's the World Cup final. Let's get into that World Cup final in the year of our Lord 2022. Right before the new year, 2023, WC23 is the promo code. Argentina. Okay. They are slight favorites on Bet Online right now, shop around. I know there are slight underdogs on, on some other sites, but it's pretty much a pick'em scenario. It's the best player right now. Shout out to you for calling it in, in like September. I'm like, Lewandowski's pretty good. He might be the best right now. 50 goals last year. You were like, nope. Maybe Holland is close, but Mbappe right now is the most dangerous player in the world. Well, that's what he's looked like in this tournament. And you might have heard of the other guy, Lionel Messi. Uh he's been either the best or you know, almost indisputably the best for most of the last 20 years you know there's been pop-ups of cristiano ronaldo andres and yes to different arguments but he's never been not in the argument lionel messi 35 years old he's been doing it uh since he used to wear 17 because he was 17 playing for barcelona uh it's a dream come true final um you know maradona versus pele except it's real life uh, what do you make of this? You know, from a side perspective, we'll start. We'll get into some of the other markets. But uh, who do you think is going to win the World Cup final? Argentina, France,
1: and PSG teammates, by the way. Good uh, point. Which I got to say, the
0: Parker comparison rings true. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Where's, where's <laughs> going at? Um, I think from two NBA references, here we go. Uh, Cash that over one and a half. Um, so I think. Huh, you're putting me on the spot. Um, I feel like I have kind of always thought Argentina was overrated and everyone seems, I mean, I guess I'm surprised because I haven't have really been looking around the marketplace just yet because there wasn't really a lot for me to do with pick them. Uh, I'm surprised that a lot of other places have France favored because it seems like everyone is picking Argentina. Every show I listen to, unless they're actually from France or played for the French national team at one point, um, they're, those are the only people that are picking France. Um, I mean, Messi is, is so good. And honestly, the reason why I, I tipped uh, Kylian Mbappe as the best player in the world is because he is absolutely terrifying if you bet against him. I really don't have a chance to bet on him ever with a kind of dogs only strategy. So mm. I'm kind of like warming up this being like, come on, Argentina money. Go <laughs> in, baby. Give me that quarter because I don't want to pay minus 150 that I'm seeing right now. Um, I am eyeing and looking out for uh, France to continue to to be the unpopular side here. I don't know what pick them if I really want that. Maybe if they throw some odds at me. Uh, cause ultimately that draw means uh, no bet if uh, at the end of ninety minutes it's not decided. But uh, I'm looking at France. I-, I feel like that's the side I want. I'm a little concerned about uh, the sickness that keeps going through. I guess sure. a lot of French kissing in the in the dressing <laughs> room. um not a great idea,, uh, considering like Rabio didn't even get to out of bed. I guess apparently they told us that on TV like four times. I feel like during the last match, we saw Diane makano, who was, Uh, held out of the lineup, but was on the bench. So maybe he'll come back for the final. He's also terrifying and makes big, big mistakes. But um, I feel like this is such a great matchup. It might be even fun just to watch it. But I got to say, from a gambling perspective, I'm looking for France uh, at at some point uh, to move to a little bit bigger of an underdog. Because I feel like everyone likes Argentina.
0: You know, I'm kind of leaning in the same direction. I go back to before the tournament, our consensus World Cup favorites, uh, favorite board had France a little bit better, by most people's opinion. France was a little bit a better team, even without all of their players in Argentina. And all things considered, you know, good game against Mexico, got there against Poland, obviously got there against the Netherlands, and ended up uh, you know, pretty easily dispatching Croatia. I haven't upgraded Argentina enough in my mind to um to make up for that gap that we that I couldn't perceived at the beginning of the tournament. So I leaned to France. But let's talk about that uh, that depth that you're talking about and the different guys stepping up because it seems like it was an old adage back when France was ball, uh, flaming out in like 2010 in between the Anre and Mbappe days. There were some cold cold times, you know, and it wasn't never because of a lack of talent. The old expression was France could lead, could field two 11-man squads that would both compete in the World Cup. Well, this has proven out that to be a fact because uh, Kareem Benzema, Actually, might make it back for the final. The report is I'd, I'd be very surprised, but hey, that's the report. Not there. He just won World Player of the Year. One of their guys, not there. Negolian Conte, I think most impactful player for them in their 2018 run, not there. Never not 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 for one game, not for no games. Uh, Paul Pogba, one of the more famous players in the world, very good player, not there. How did they do it? How did they not have one, two, three of the greatest players? You know, top 50 players in the world, not on their team, and they're still. You know, favored in most books, half the books at least, to win the World Cup final. How did they do it?
1: Uh, you said it. They have
0: two like, or three teams worth of
1: incredible players. Like even so, uh, Sofia Amrabat from Morocco, in a post game interview uh, with Jenny Taft from Fox, said, "Yeah, they have they have three three teams worth that better than us uh, starting 11. Crazy. 11.
0: So, like, too many out of Real Madrid, the defensive midfielder. Uh, is he playing like N'Golo Kanté? Like his, I, I saw this debate on Twitter. Some people are like, "Well, why would you need Pogba and Kanté when you have this guy that can do both their jobs at the same time?" And other people are like, "You're crazy. This is the worst player on France." So, uh, give me some clarity on too many. Is how is the midfield in France doing? Who is stepping up to uh, you know to make them so dominant?
1: I mean, if there's a comparison to be made, I think it is uh, really Chomeney to uh, N'Golo Kante. many, um, I think, was a Bordeaux player because they basically went bankrupt. They had to sell him to Monaco, and then Monaco uh, basically said, okay, we'll like quintuple our price that we bought him for. And so he got bought and, and went to Real Madrid. He hasn't, to me, played or made a huge difference there, but there's a lot of bodies in front of him, including... Tony Cruz and Luka Modric who we've already spoken about a bunch. Um he's the future of the French midfield of Real Madrid like that that guy is legit. I mean he also did give away a pretty bad penalty against England but um also you yeah. would argue that that was uh him getting fouled but of course everyone every referee I think is born to give penalties so um especially in this great tournament great. man. Oh like- man, it's brutal.
0: Let's, let's throw in the NFL reference. Why not? The uh, thing going around about roughing the passers, if there's any doubt in your mind, throw the flag. That's what they're advised. I feel like whether it's a vis- visual referee assistant or the actual referee, it's like, could it be a penalty? Well, that's a possibility for a goal. Uh, throw that flag or call that penalty. I, I disagreed with that one. Um, well, well yeah. I mean, we can never really try. I mean, FIFA would never take
1: bribes to uh, put a World Cup <laughs> in the middle of, of November no. in a... And a nation with very questionable laws for LGBTQ I plus and also for migrant workers. So um, yes. I don't know what I don't know what you're insinuating, but um, taking it back, so France, I mean, they, as we've said, have so much talent. I think the biggest question is in their defense, but kind of also you could say the same thing about Argentina as well. Um, to me, I feel like France are here because and, and I gotta give them credit because they've made it through despite not having some of their best talent, but it speaks to, I mean, replacing Kareem Benzema with Olivier Giroud is really not that bad. I mean, different players for sure, but, um, and, and I mean, if Benzema can play any sort of factor in this, even for 10, 15 minutes off the bench, that that's something. Um, And ultimately I think Kylian Mbappe is the scariest player on the face of the earth. As I said already, Uh, I don't like to admit my fears, but he's certainly one of them if I'm on the other side or on under or on anything of that nature. Um, France have done it basically because they're really good and they, um, are a little bit more, I think, intelligent than a lot of people have given Didier Deschamps credit for. Um, he was, I think, long beleaguered as like an idiot manager until they won the world cup, but. <laughs> oh. um, I think both, yeah, certainly will. But I think both these these managers have kind of shown that they're willing to kind of sit back and let the opponent kind of come on to them. And then as soon as some mistake is made, a, a, an easy turnover, um, they're racing down the other way and good luck catching up to Kylian Mbappe. I don't really think Argentina really have that in their lineup. I mean, they certainly have great players and what we've seen from... Um, for Messi, of course, but also uh, in Julian Alvarez as well in this tournament. He's certainly, I mean, if he wasn't on Man City already, he would have earned himself a transfer, but um, <laughs> I think when I look at these two teams, I think it's going to be a KG World Cup final. Um, as they say, the saying goes, you don't try to like do anything pretty, you just try to win the final. And I think that's what it's going to be. It's going to be a lot of fouls, probably. We'll see who referees this matchup. I'm guessing Daniele Orsato is potentially uh, going to do it for the Italian uh, because he's had no rooting interest this whole time because Italy's not in the tournament. But um, and he I mean, refs, unfortunately, it's really hard to know what side of the bed they wake up on, because whether whether they want to blow the whistle or not. And it really impacts how these games go. And, and of course, there's probably going to be a couple scuffles and a couple like um, mosh pits out there at some yeah. point in this match. But um, I just I feel like the the bigger threats, I mean, Messi is the probably the biggest one. Um, If you're talking about in a convoluted um, non-counterattack or like using pace type of situation, I think Mbappe is the speed merchant that you're most scared about, but I wouldn't also uh, turn my back on Usman Dembele, Barcelona player who has a really good left foot, not the same as Messi of course, but um, can really cut in and scare you uh, when you're not running at someone full speed like Mbappe would. So I just feel like there's a lot more avenues that France have in their team um, and I, I got to say, Antoine Griezmann, who gets a ton of shit, especially from me, excuse my French, um, huh, bad pun. Nice. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just <got sorry>. that. <laughs> I just didn't even think about that. But I mean, I don't I, I really give Atletico Madrid as much, you know, what as possible. But um, he's really great for this French team. He defends and he like also creates. And I feel like that's a really important position for France. And I feel like that puts them in a better position to potentially do all the dirty work that you need to in a World Cup final to win.
0: Sounds like you're leaning uh, in the same direction as me as far as the total. Uh, we'll get into best bets in a minute. Caveat to that: a lot of people might make their biggest bet of the tournament in any tournament in the final, and it really should be the opposite because it's the smallest menu that we have to go off of when we're looking at best bets. We got two games this weekend. Can't you know? And and in addition to that, most money, the most eyeballs, most insight and analysis are going into all of these markets so it's the hardest to make money you should bet accordingly you shouldn't make the biggest bet of your life uh in a super bowl side or total or a world cup final um so uh do with that what you will at pregame.com i think uh we try to help people bet better uh and that is a key insight that i got uh, early on listening to you know these podcasts and joining the pregame.com community
1: yeah so, i mean it it's It's one of those things where certainly if you feel like you have a great edge, um, never, never doubt that sort of thing. We're we're betters for that reason. Um, But the chances you have a better edge on probably the most bet sporting event non Super Bowl uh, in the entire world. Like, I honestly wonder um, what the handle would look like globally uh, for this versus a Super Bowl. Uh, That's an interesting question. Especially because it's like. Um, in the morning when a lot of people in America will be awake. Cause I feel like that's where a lot of people got the money to throw around despite our federal reserve trying to make us as poor as a country as possible right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, if you, if you love it, get out there and there's going to be a ton of props. Uh, I don't know if they'll have a Gatorade bath color out there. I don't really know if they do that in France They don't have enough ice probably in the, in the entire continent. But, um, I, I just, I feel like if you feel good about it, go ahead. But, um, just cause this is the, the world cup final, uh, doesn't mean you got to put a bet out there, but uh, I think.
0: Do the they not of- have a lot of ice in France? I haven't been, you know, oh, recently. Well,
1: I guess we're in guitar, but uh, I swear to God, my European like my main thing from the tr- the cities I've traveled to is like, can I please get some ice, <laughs> please? But, like one cube and a glass of water is just not enough for me, or something else if I'm drinking real stuff.
0: That's that's funny. I never I never knew that. It kind of makes sense though, when you think about uh you know industrialized America and Europe's pretty much the same, but there's a few. You know, they're behind in some ways. Maybe they're ahead in some ways elsewhere. Back to the uh, game at hand here. Let's go back to the 2018 World Cup final. France 4, Croatia 2. Goal fest. Mbappe gets on the sheet in the second half. Pogba with a screamer. Goes way over. Six-goal score. Go back in history, though. That has not been the modern World Cup final. 2014 1-0. It was 0-0 at the end of regulation. 2010, Spain-Netherlands. You talk about how things get out of hand and brawls and world cup finals. That was the like bloodiest soccer game I've ever seen. Um, I remember Xavi Alonso getting a foot to the chest in like minute three. And there was like yellow card. Keep playing. That was joke.
1: Yeah.
0: That was zero, zero at the end of regulation. Uh, Italy, France was one, one Brazil, two, zero France, two zero 98 Brazil, Italy, zero, zero in the States here in the States, uh, obviously zero, zero regulation. And then, world cup 1990 was one zero so there's been eight world cups in my life and uh a lot of zeros on the board uh only one of them would have gone um over this total it's it's slightly over two you can get two and a half just to the under um so without further ado let's get into our best bets uh mine is going to be uh and we'll go you'll go uh first or second griffin it's your choice
1: all right hey you already started go ahead
0: yeah i already I already gave half the handicap Keep it going here. By the way, if you're listening to this at the end, you're saying, hey, let me get to the best bets. The promo code, which you are forced to listen to now, is WC23. You want to save 23% off pregame.com? Use the promo code WC23. And under is attractive to me, but I think there's a better bet here. Neither team, rather both teams score no. Minus 133 right now. Eight World Cups in my lifetime, six of them only one team has scored i feel like it's so deflating especially if it's the second half and you talk about how tense these games are when one team scores uh they, they game is over a lot of the time when 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 germany scored in the in the extra time uh it seemed very unlikely that 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 was going to change it was it was the moment i think there's going to be one moment that breaks the game and that's going to be it and france might keep running and they might get a couple um, likely not again, I lean to the under or Argentina might get that messy magic. Um, and then France will be up against it and they're going to be running and Argentina is going to have, uh, everybody behind the ball. And I think they'll have the confidence at that point to see it through. They, their dream is, is that close. They can grasp it. That's how I think these games play out. So I think either team can win. I lean France, uh, but I have a stronger lean to the under and my best bet is going to be, uh, both teams to score. No lay in the one thirty. What do you think about that one? Uh, before you get into your best bet, Griff.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, you win on goalless, which is how every match starts, and the nice part is there's no overtime to because uh, they don't call it undertime. Um, <laughs> I think if you're 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 essentially saying it's a race to one, because and I think there's a good chance that whoever is trailing, they're going to be throwing everything forward uh, when trailing nil, right. especially the later the game goes. And I got to say, if I could get through the rest of this year with no empty net goals, which I mean it's a thing in hockey, but in this sport it shouldn't be. And I've <laughs> I've watched too many. Uh, I've watched many good bets die from goalkeepers being up trying to head the ball in the opposing box and not even running back, and just someone sprinting by everyone and tapping it in the net. Um, I I think it's a good chance that if, if France does take a lead, um, that they get through and um get another but you win your bet on
0: both teams to score no in that situation so right um, i love that i love the way you said that so the goalie they can be throwing everything forward they might have 11 guys on the other side of the pitch and you can lose eight zero but it's the world cup final they're literally um you know there's no never say die and i think it's gonna be one-sided uh once it becomes like that because both these teams are good counter-attacking teams so they can put up two three goals in the second half the other team's trailing uh Right. I confirmed my thinking on that. I appreciate that. All right. What about you, Griffin? Got two games left. We can go back to the Croatia, Croatia Morocco match. What is the best bet? The one thing that listeners to this podcast should bet in the world cup this weekend.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's for for me right now on the championship or the the world cup final. Unfortunately Um, I I'm interested in France. There Um, certainly will take some movement and I, I gotta imagine there's probably some buyback coming in on France as we get towards kickoff, because um, these two teams look very, very equal. If anything, I, I think I, I would pick France to win 51 out of 100 times, or right. have exact numbers in front of me. But I would, I would think they're more likely to get it. But you uh, can't but,
0: profit minus at minus 110 on a 51% wager. You, you cannot.
1: You know. uh, and fortunately, in this sport, they really like to get you with a lot of minus 120s. So you're even talking higher than that, but. Um, currently, right now, lean France um, on on the the pick'em right now, but I really don't love the idea that you uh, you win nothing when this goes to extra time, which I do think is a real possibility. Um, lean a little bit to under, but not a lot of value in that too. I gotta say, um, I don't right. hate your. Your uh no on both teams to score. Um pretty juicy, but you know, uh some of us like Star Wars, some of us don't. <laughs> um so I'm gonna give under two and a half in the third place game as my best bet. I just I think Morocco are gonna play the same way. Um there's a lot of I think history sometimes says this game's really uh, back and forth trying to score goals but I think both teams after talking through this really want this this uh, third place medal they want to get their uh, national anthem played on the same pedestal though I don't think they'll right that I,
0: I really agree with you that's a good pick it's a half goal higher than Argentina France although I don't think it's it's a more aggressive game if this was the final what do you think the the total would be if for whatever reason Croatia and Morocco played in the final it'd be it'd be two probably don't you think I mean we haven't seen a total less than two this whole tournament. I feel
1: like uh, odds makers have kind of learned because there were some threes or some two and three quarters early in the event. And those died a long, long time ago. Uh, and honestly seeing France, Argentina, at two seems very, very low considering the, the potential ability of those teams. And I feel like that's the marketplace saying, we haven't seen goals in this tournament. Why right. do we believe we're going to start seeing them now? I think to your point, there's going to be whoever scores first going to go and play conservatively and try to counterattack you, which I think is the best chance to score in this whole game. Um, but I don't know necessarily that that'll even get one. So I lean to your under. Uh, you kind of a, sort of have a bet on under with, with both teams not sure. to score. Um, but I think my, my bigger interest is... I don't know. Where, where do three goals come from in Croatia, Morocco? I just, I don't know who's scoring three. Come on.
0: Right. And this is probably the biggest third place game in each of their uh, the biggest, the most interested parties we've ever had in a third place game, which is good. You know? Yeah, which is which is great for the neutral fan. And it's also great for the under because you got a real game here.
1: Yeah, I think, I think Germany, uh, England in this type of matchup are seeing like 6-5 as possible. So uh, right. I, I much prefer as an under and underdog person to see two teams that are punching way above their weights, had a great run. Uh, I feel like Morocco has been very, very nice to me. Uh, very disappointed in, the, in our Croatia uh, feeling on on winning the, the group didn't work out. But, uh, you know, I think we've made enough money on them so far and, and Morocco too.
0: There you have it. Two bets for the weekend from my man Griffin. He's going to go under Croatia, Morocco, under two and a half. I'm going to go not under, although that's not a bad bet in my opinion, you get plus 104 on under two. I think the better bet is no, both teams will not score, lay in the minus 130. And that's the World Cup. That's the World Cup 2022. It's been fun. And uh, we will be back after the World Cup, a little um, debriefing, uh, everything that we've seen, and also just general tips on how to bet soccer. And uh, I know we had a lot of questions on the pregame forums and uh, we'll answer those questions. We'll have a nice evergreen podcast you guys can listen to and uh, learn how to make the money that Griffin does being 40 games above 500, betting the Asian handicaps and the totals and all the different things uh, that the European soccer betting market has to offer. So for my man Griffin Warner, thank you. We will see you next week on RJ Bell's Dream Preview. Enjoy the games.